0: Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless. Get ready. Lean in and watch what the Lord is about to do. We're in this new series, This month, and How To. We're in this series called How To. And Pastor Levi did a great job presenting this last week. Where you at, Pastor Levi? Where you at? He always moves around in the sanctuary. Where's he at? He's in the back. He did a great job Uh, doing it this weekend. And I'll tell you what, I appreciate last weekend. I appreciate him doing that. He talked about why should we read the Bible. And so very important uh, questions that we had answered last week, uh, talking about the scripture as a whole. And so we're going to keep going this week and how to study the Bible. But I have a couple of questions my own, Cindy and I. And the first one is, why do some people read the Bible And get little to nothing out of it. Why do some people read the Bible, get little to nothing out of it? We're going to answer that, uh, Lord's willing, here today.
1: Amen. Another question is, why is it that many people have no desire to read the Bible? Mm. And some of you may say, well, how can someone not desire to read the Bible? Listen, I meet with people all the time, you know, and they struggle in that area.
0: I guarantee you there are people in this room that had no desire to read the Bible, and you need to understand that it's not good, and so we're going to help you here today. Another question is, why can't you stay focused while reading your Bible?
1: Come on, get real. Uh Get real.
0: I'm done meddling now. I'm done meddling a little bit, and so uh, because a lot of people, they can't stay focused, and there's a reason behind that.
1: Yeah, and another question is, why do so many people who read the Bible not experience life transformation? And so they're reading, but nothing's happening. That's not supposed to be. Something's supposed to be happening.
0: You know, we talk about this all the time, Cindy, where uh, people uh, have been in church a long time, and they've been in all these services, they're reading the Bible, all this stuff, and things should be getting better in their life. Right. Uh, it, It shouldn't be getting worse. And so something's wrong with that. Yeah. Something's wrong when... When things aren't getting better, you know. When the more we read the Bible, uh, we shouldn't become meaner. Come, can I get an amen?
1: Y'all, mean is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Just in case you didn't know.
0: So you can read the Bible and actually become meaner. Yeah. The Bible actually will make you meaner unless you read the Bible uh, by the Spirit. Because if you don't read it by the Spirit, you can actually it can affect you. Uh, knowledge puffs up,
1: mm. so knowledge can
0: puff us up. If we're, not, if we're not connecting to it the way we should. So today you might have found yourself in, in, in some of these areas and you might say, well, Pastor Mark, I kind of got a little bit of all these symptoms going on. That's okay. We're going to help yes. you. The Lord is going to help you because Amen. the Lord is, has seen where you're at and he wants to meet you where you're at so That's that right. when you leave here, you won't stay where you're at. That's right. But you're going to go to another level. Amen. Who wants to do that? Amen. All right. So let's talk about that. To read, desire focus and experience life transformation through reading the Bible, one must, and here it is, the first one is this, have eyes to see and ears to hear. That question of why do some people read the Bible and get little to nothing from it is because they don't have the eyes to see what you and I see. All right, look in Second Corinthians, the Lord answers this, how this can be. Chapter 3, verse 14, it says, But their eyes were hardened, but, excuse me, their minds were hardened, for until this very day, at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because it is removed in Christ. But this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And so, first of all, when, we, when we're reading this and you see the Old Covenant, you see you know, Moses' writings, you're like, okay, what are they talking about? They're talking about the Holy Scripture of what we call the Old Testament. And I, wanna, I want us to understand something that a lot of people say, well, I'm not much on the Old Testament. I like reading the New Testament. Then you're not following the pattern of the New Testament church. Because the New Testament didn't exist for hundreds of years. And so when Paul was talking to Timothy or Peter was talking about the Holy Scripture, he was talking about what they're talking about here. They were talking about what we know as the Old Testament. And when he said the Old Covenant, he's talking about the prophets. He's talking about the writings and the kings. He's talking about uh, the Jewish Old Testament. And then when he's saying the readings of Moses, he's talking about what? The first five books of the Bible. And that's what they call the books of Moses. And so he's saying that when people read those, they won't make sense to them if they have not accepted Jesus Christ. Because that's why the world, Cindy, when we tell the world that, hey, it's written, and the Bible says this, and this is what the Lord says, it's why they go, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. They're never going to get it until they accept Jesus. Jesus. Right. Because right now there is a there is a, a veil that is over them, and listen, that's why we go and preach the gospel. Because if we preach the principle without the gospel, they're never going to get it. Yeah, because their eyes will never be open to see it. We have to first preach the gospel. What is the gospel? That Jesus Christ came. Come on, somebody. That our Father sent Jesus, his only Son, to die for us. That he lived here, he's perfect, and the the sins of of all of us are on him. And that he sacrificed himself so that we'd be forgiven, so we'd have a new life. All this, when we present the gospel and they, they confess with their mouth, and they believe in their heart that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and that he rose again from the dead, then something happens. The blinders come off of their eyes. And then the principles make sense. Yeah. When you read the Bible without this, it won't make any sense to you. That's why the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew the scriptures upside down and backwards. They even when the wise men came and said, hey, where's the Christ to be born? They looked it up and found it, Bethlehem. And instead of going to, to see this and experience this, guess what they do? They go to try to kill this. Because their eyes were not open. And so our eyes need to be opened through Jesus. And we need to understand that with people we're reaching to, people we're trying to help. It starts with Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's why it's called the cornerstone. It has to start with him. What happens if you build a house without first doing the foundation? And we wonder why people's lives collapse because salvation is the key to it. Amen. It's the foundation of your life, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we have to get back to that gospel. Otherwise, people will never see, Cindy, what we're trying to tell them that the scriptures say. Right. Amen?
1: Amen. Amen. So let's talk about why is it that many people have no desire to read the Bible. We see in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... So get that, in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away, behold, new things have come. So to start, you have to be in Christ, okay? Upon salvation, you become a new creature. You've heard us say, you are now the new human 2.0, okay? And so with that comes a new heart, new spiritual ears, and spiritual eyes. Okay, you're going to see things differently. You're going to hear things differently. And also, a new creature should have a desire to feed on something different.
0: Your diet changes. When we get
1: saved, we're going to desire something different. We want to eat something different. And what is that? The Word of God. And so upon salvation, we should begin desiring that Word of God. Because something miraculous happens on the inside of you. It's something spiritual. It's not natural. You can't make it happen. Okay? And so we become, we get that desire to have something different.
0: So there's a few things there. If you don't desire the Word, then it could be because you've never never truly been born again and made into this new creature. And that's what she's saying, right? Yeah. And so, however, there's also where you don't want that desire anymore, and you begin to desire what you used to eat. And that's called, you know, really not putting your faith and trust in the Lord. And and Israel did that. They're like, we'd rather have what we used to have. And that happens to believers. So you can be a believer and still lose the desire for eating the manna. Mm, And so we got to be careful that that doesn't happen to us. Right. Amen.
1: And we see that further in Matthew 13. Okay, this is actually the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, you know, why are you teaching in parables? And so this is Jesus' explanation to that question. He said, Therefore, I speak to them in parables because while seeing, they do not see, and while hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. So these people were hearing the same things that the disciples were hearing. But they weren't getting it because they were just hearing with natural ears, not spiritual ears. That's how you can have someone sitting in one seat in service, getting all of the revelation from the Lord, being touched by the Spirit, moved by the Spirit of God, and the person sitting right next to them clueless. Amen? Okay, and so in verse 14, it picks up. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says... You shall keep on listening, but shall not understand. And you shall keep on looking, but shall not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, just as he was saying. Okay, so you can be in risk of that after salvation. Okay, with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, And return, and I would heal them. I would heal them. And so we see this is where it's through those spiritual eyes and ears, seeing and hearing, transformation happens, healing happens, our needs being met, us being delivered, bondages being broken off of us. All through the Spirit of God.
0: And the Scripture keeps going. It says, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. See, a lot of times what we do is we look at those that are in the Scriptures uh, like David. Uh, like Samuel, like Jeremiah, like uh, Isaiah. And, and we look at all these guys like Deborah, and, and we look at Ruth. We look yeah. at all these and we're like, wow, I wish I would have been there. Man, if I would have been and had their experience. And, 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 and that's wrong. That's yeah. wrong because they're looking at us and saying, no, you're the one that has what we never had. Yeah, come on. We're the foreshadow. You're the substance. You're the substance. Jesus himself explained this. Jesus, about John the Baptist, he said he's the greatest prophet that ever lived. However, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Why would he say that? Because he has given us eyes to see ears to hear, the veil has been taken off our heart. We can see and hear things they can never see or hear. So don't yearn to have what they had, but realize that God has given us ears and eyes and we must open them. We must open them. We must open them so that we can see and we can hear. You know, for some people in today, you know, and this is kind of going around in our tribe, if you will, uh, and a lot of people are saying, you know, well, people don't really hear God anymore. Hmm. And that's a big deal going around right now. That's, you know, you don't really hear God, and, and that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah,
0: It's unfortunate because you can hear God. Yeah, But it happened because of kookiness. Yeah. Because that's when people go around and it's like, you know, God told me this, God told me that, God told me to buy mustard. You know, I went home and, oh, you know, God told me to go back and get ketchup. And just, I mean, God told me to do, and so it's just like, it's just like this open, you know, God's telling you, tie your shoe, untie your shoe. God's just telling you all this stuff. And because of that extremeness, people have rejected the idea that God can speak to you. Yeah. But that's wrong too. So we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. God does speak to us. It says that his sheep know his voice.
2: Yeah, come on. And then
0: when we don't know his voice, are we really his sheep? Hmm. And so we ought to be able to hear the Lord. Yeah. We ought to be able to hear the Lord in a sane way.
1: Come on, that's right.
0: You know, not to be weird. Spiritual does not mean weird. Yeah. Okay? And so we actually have a tool to help people with that.
1: Yeah, and so listen, right there at the connect point, if you just want to sharpen up your hearing, we have a book available for you. It's called How to Hear God, and it's not a long book. Um, but it's so, so useful. And so listen, right after service, make it out there if you're interested in that at the Connect Point um, and just dig in.
0: Amen. And it would help you really well. Amen. Now, I want to I address the questions that uh, we had about, you know, what about, you know, staying focused while reading the Bible? Why, why is it my life is not transforming? Why am I... Dealing with these same old things, what's going on here? Yeah. Why is that happening? And, and honestly, the first two are pretty basic things that we talked about. And, you know, and for some of you, you're like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, this, this one here is a big problem in the church.
2: Yeah, come on.
0: And I believe this is a problem in the church worldwide. And that is we have to make sure that we're connected to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because the church has gotten where... We live a life in the natural instead of in the spiritual. Mm. I talked about it during communion. You know, the Lord talks about it in Romans chapter 8. He said if, if, you, if you're naturally minded, you're going to have death. But if you're spiritually minded, you're going to have life. And so with us as a church, we, we've, not, we've not connected with the Holy Spirit. Just talking about the Holy Spirit People are going, man, that's kind of weird. I I, I don't know because I'm speaking spiritual language. But I'm telling you this is the issue because we think, okay, uh, you know, it's it's man. We have looked to man for the transformation. Mm. We have looked to to man, and and that's why there's so many books. There's every book under the sun about every subject of the Bible. Yeah. And we think, oh, I read this book, and I'm going to have transformation. And you read the book, and nothing changes. Or I'm going to listen on the podcast, and I'm going to catch, you know, this guy on the podcast is going to be the one. This message is going to be this guy preaching, that guy preaching, me preaching. And we wonder why transformation is not happening. Because we are not the teacher. Mm. We are not the source. Yeah, We're just a donkey. On. You know Look, the Scriptures themselves bear witness to this. 1 John 2, 27. It says, as for you, the anointing. The anointing it's speaking of here is the Holy Spirit. If you look at the context, it's the Holy Spirit. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him remains in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you remain in Him. And so, here we are told, listen, it's not that podcast, it's not that preacher, it's the Holy Spirit that will use maybe someone, but it's Him that is inside of you. Quit looking around for someone to do something that only He can do. Yeah. You'll be disappointed. Only the Holy Spirit of God could bring about this transformation. And for the answer to the question of why it's, you know, I I can't focus when I'm reading the Scripture, it's because we're we're never focused in connecting to the Spirit.
2: Hmm.
0: And one of the ways we connect to the Spirit of the Lord, one of the ways we do that is through the ancient practice of meditation. And then when I start talking about that, people kind of just fog out, what? Yeah. Oh. Because we're so spiritually depraved. Because what happens? The Bible says to, transform the, to be transformed or renewing of your mind. Well, if you're never working on your mind, you're never going to have a renewed mind.
2: Mm, come on.
0: Most Christians follow their mind instead of following the spirit. Yeah. Where's the battle? Preach In it. the mind. Yeah. And so when you practice the ancient practice of meditation, ancient biblical practice of, medita- uh, of meditation, then what happens is you start learning how to control your thoughts. Doesn't the Bible say take every thought captive? Yeah. That means you. We're made up of three parts. Take every thought captive. and I'm not going to go into the whole teaching here. Actually, on, on the church app, you can go to the ancient biblical practices. And on part 3 on the five pillars of spending time with the Lord in length you'll see exactly how to biblically meditate which will change your whole life because once you learn how to biblically meditate and you're doing it you're connecting to the Holy Spirit who is your helper who is your comforter who is your power who is your teacher guys he's everything And if you're never connecting to him, you're missing out on so much. And it's why there's no transformation. But in the process of doing it, through the practice of meditation, biblical meditation, you end up learning how to control your mind. Yeah. And when you learn how to control your mind, when you read the scriptures, you can stay focused on what you're reading. And not just the scriptures either. You can stay focused on when someone's talking to you. You can stay focused on your job. And, and your green time will go from four hours a day to six, eight, ten, where your mind doesn't get tired any longer because you're exercising it. Yeah. Just like this arm, if I don't do any exercises on this arm, it wouldn't be as big as it is.
1: Come on. Preach it. Just joshing,
0: right? But it's true. If I wouldn't do exercise, I wouldn't be strong. Well, the mind is the same way. We got weak-minded Christians Mm. because there's no exercises done on the mind. Yeah. The biblical exercise for the mind is meditation. Then you'll be able to focus. Then you'll be able to connect to the Holy Spirit. And then everything changes. Everything changes. Guys, I'm telling you. You read those scriptures where the Lord orders my steps. All things work out for the good for those who love God and called according to His purpose. And and I want to pray and I want to see God do things when I pray. Then start connecting to Him. Yeah. And watch all those things start to happen. I guarantee my reputation as a pastor, as a man, I put my name on the line. I put Jesus on the line that anyone who starts meditating and truly connecting to the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ and spending time with him, in two months, if your life is not completely, utterly, totally changed, then I'd be accursed. Because there's no way you can do that and spend time with the Lord and it doesn't change your life. Mm -hmm. Oh, for some, oh, okay, uh, two months, come on, two months. Yeah, you don't go in the gym and, and and leave out the next day with guns, do you? Uh-huh, come on. And spiritually, it works the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, I want to give personal testimony to that. I really um, have always struggled with just attention issues. And when I started med- learning to medicate, meditate, <laughs> not medicate, Meditate. You
0: are medicating with the Lord.
1: I'm medicating Amen. with the Holy Ghost. Come on. And so when I learned to meditate in that biblical fashion, things changed in my life. And so now, you know, I can focus. I can I can tune things out. I can hear the, the Spirit of God, you know. I can hear the person that's talking to me, you know. And so I just want to personally say if God can do it for me, He can do it for you too. can do it for you. And so this is what happens when we're connected to the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians uh, 2, it says, but just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through what? Through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. And so we just trying to survive the day. We like, Lord, Spirit of God, speak to me what to do with this crazy person in my life, you know? But God's like, hey, I'm going to do something even further. I want to reveal to you the deep parts in me, in me. Says, for who among people knows the thoughts of a person except the spirit of the person that is in him? So also the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. You know, I know the women have probably heard me say this over and over. One of the most uh, often things that I pray is, God, help me to see how you see. Help me to hear as you hear. I want to have his eyes. I want to have his ears. And that only happens through the Spirit of God.
0: Think of it like this, guys. Let's say in here, you want to, you know, do something for me. And you want to know what I like. You want to know what maybe I'm about to do. There's no way you can know that. You can kind of get to know me and guess but there's no way you can know that because only the spirit in me knows that. Yeah. All you can do is guess. Even with our spouse, I want you to see this. Cindy living with me in covenant or me with her, same way. I could, I could guess what she's going to want. <laughs> and normally we get it wrong, right, man? <laughs> and it's I have to have gamble? her help me because I, I don't have her spirit. That's why the Bible says you become one flesh.
1: But with the Lord
0: Jesus Christ, watch this, you become one spirit. Come on. And so I can't know that, so I have to guess and figure it out in this relationship. I am so glad that the relationship with Jesus, I don't have to figure it out. Come on. Because his spirit is in me. And it has been freely given to me, so I can know exactly what he likes and doesn't like. I can know exactly what direction to go in and what direction not to go in because His Spirit is inside of me. Guys, look. And, and, and get, get out of my way. Get out of my way. All right. Look, look. You too. You too. All right, listen. It says, Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit is who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to, me, given to us by God. We also speak these things. Now watch this. Not in words taught by human wisdom, Mm. but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Now watch Mm. this. But the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. And so I preach a message like this, and naturally-minded Christians, yes, you can be in the natural mind. That's why it says you got to walk by the Spirit, not by the natural. Yeah. The naturally-minded Christians look and go, I don't know if I accept this. Well, that's why you don't have transformation. Mm. That's why yeah. you don't have desire to read. That's why it doesn't make sense. It's because for it to make sense and bring transformation, you've got to have eyes to see, ears to hear that aren't natural. They're spiritual. And you have to connect to the Holy Spirit of God, which is on the inside of you, and begin to commune with him. And you're going to have a transformation that takes place where no longer when you read, it's just a written word of God. But it becomes the rhema word of God. Come on. it becomes a revealed Word, and it begins to transform everything about you. Wow. Wow. Come on, stand to your feet, everyone in here. I want you to look at this next statement on the screen. No one moving around, no one going anywhere, doing anything. It says, all of our questions are answered in a true born-again experience and spiritual connection. There are two groups there. The first, I want to do with the second and then back to the first. The second group is this whole idea of a spiritual connection. There are Christians that are in the body that are living totally from the natural. And you know, it's never going to work out for you. It's Never going to work out for you. You need to live in the spirit. And unless you're connecting to the Holy Spirit, unless you have that relationship, deep relationship, real relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're never going to be able to experience that real transformation that you want to experience. But there's a way to get it, and you got to start going and doing it. This is not foolishness, this is not weird. This is how a Christian walks. He walks by the Spirit. Matter of fact, without the Spirit, you don't even think you are a child of God because it's the Spirit of the Lord that confirms in your spirit that you are a child of God. And so we're we're so dependent on the Spirit, and most people have never even talked to Him. I talk to Him every single day. I wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. And we begin to talk and commune as I do with Jesus, as I do with our Father. Just understanding that is so elementary yet so foreign in the church today. Wow. Guys, connect to the Spirit of the Lord. And live. And live. Be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Well, if you're in bondage, then you're not in the Spirit. Or God's a liar where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom right where the Spirit of the Lord is there is hope where the Spirit of the Lord is there is power where the Spirit of the Lord is there is life mm-hmm. you, life Jesus. Wow come on bow your head and close your eyes no one looking around now I want to deal with the first group maybe you're in here and you don't have those spiritual eyes spiritual ears You're that one that says, man, the Bible just don't make any sense at all. I have no desire to read it. It's because you're not this new creature we talked about. But you can be because the Spirit of the Lord can make you that. Because right now, if you're in here, He's drawing you to give your life to Him. And when you give your life to Him, let me tell you something. Everything changes. Everything. But you first have to give your life to Him. Then the blinders come off then the new ears, then the Spirit goes in. But the first step cannot be skipped. And that is you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. If the Holy Spirit is drawing on you to give your life to Him, today is the day. Raise your hand right where you're at. Raise it up high and say, that's me, Pastor. Yes, thank you. Yes, right here, thank you. Yes, thank you. Come on, raise it up. Raise it up high. Come on, some of you raised it and put it down. Don't do that. Raise it up. Raise it up right here. And I do that because if you can't stand here, you'll never stand outside. Who else says, that's me? Right here, another one. Yes, another one right there. Russ, help me right here. Right there, right there. Come on, who else? Who else says, that's me? Come on, right now is the time. Yes, thank you, son. Yes, right there. Who else says, that's me? That's me. Now is the time. Come on, now is the time. Do not wait another second. If that's you, raise your hand. Yes, thank you. Thank you, right there. Who else says, that's me? Come on, the Lord is pulling, he's drawing, but you have got to respond. Anyone else said, that's me, that's me, that's me. Wow, wow. We got leaders that are with you for a reason because we love you. We love you. We're going to pray this together. Everyone who raised your hand, today is the day of new beginning. Today is the day of new life. If you raise your hand, I want you to pray with me, and we're going to all pray with you. And the Lord is about to do a spiritual awakening in you that's going to blow your mind, literally, literally. Let's say this. Say, Father. Come on, everyone in here. You raise your hand. Come on with all your heart. Say, Father, Father I believe, I believe in, the in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Son of God. I believe. I believe. And, I need you. and I need you. I turn away from the world. And I turn, and I turn, towards, you. And I turn towards you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Come, inside of me come inside of me and change my heart. Make me into a new person, because I commit to you today to follow you for the rest of my life. I commit that with my lips, with my heart, and in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, let's go crazy in the house of the Lord. Yes, yes. Come on, yes. I want to say this, I want to say this, for those of you that lifted your hands, take the next step as well, and that's baptism. Take that next step of baptism and watch what God's going to do in your life. Welcome to the family of God. Come on, give them another hand clap. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome. The well, church, God bless you all. Let's go and change the world, Amen. By the Spirit of the Lord. God bless y'all.